the solstice is within us, or is upon us, or has passed us by. Now begins the long march to winter, though not without some amount of heat and humidity. It is June 21st, 2021, and this is another installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement, a newsletter and podcast that seeks to bring you information about how this area's future is planned and implemented. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs, here again to bring Sonic Context. On today's show, the Crozet Community Advisory Committee weighs in on the Master Plan Update. The Downtown Crozet Initiative unveils its vision for a public plaza downtown. And the Community Climate Collaborative unveils the winners of its Better Business Challenge. In today's Patreon-fueled shout-out, help support Black-owned business in the Charlottesville area. Check out the Charlottesville Black Business Directory at seavilleblackbiz.com and choose between a variety of goods and services, ranging from beauty supplies, professional services, and e-commerce. Visit seavilleblackbiz.com as soon as you can to get started. Today's show has a focus on Crozet in western Albemarle County. Crozet is not a town but it is a designated growth area under the county's growth management policy. It's also a place with traditions. Here's an announcement made at the June 9th, 2021 meeting of the Crozet Community Advisory Committee about an event coming up on Saturday, July 3rd. I'm Tim Tolson, I'm president of the Crozet Community Association, and along with other civic groups in Crozet, we're hosting the annual Crozet Independence Day celebration parade at five o'clock by the uh, Crozet Volunteer Fire Department that ends at the um, Crozet Park where the celebration will take part, take place and um, we'll have fireworks around 9.30, quarter to 10 when it's dark. The Crozet Community Association is seeking donations to cover the cost of those fireworks. Visit their website to learn more. The Albemarle Planning Commission will take up the Crozet Master Plan update at a work session on Tuesday, June 22nd. At the June 9th CAC meeting, committee members and participating residents got a presentation on the implementation of projects intended to bolster Crozet's urban character. They also had the chance to comment on the plan update to date. But first, the implementation projects. The master plan is a large overview of the entire area, and further studies are suggested. The draft implementation chapter shows a list of 10 potential topics for that further study, ranging from a downtown neighborhood architectural and cultural study to a stream health study for Parrot Branch, a local waterway. Initial feedback has already been submitted, and planner Tori Canalopoulos gave the rundown on how planning projects have scored so far. The top range projects were the Crozet Avenue Shared Use Path Feasibility Study, the Three Notch Trail Feasibility Study, and Route 250 West Design Guidelines. And then the policy projects were also ranked, and the top priority was updating residential zoning regulations to allow for more preservation of natural resources. Potential capital projects were also ranked. Canalopolis said the highest ranking projects are the completion of Eastern Avenue, downtown Crozet intersection improvements, and sidewalk connections. Let's hear more about that three-notched trail. Lately, there's been a lot more focus on and attention on the potential three-notched trail, which would ideally connect from the Blue Ridge Tunnel um, along Crozet and then over to Charlottesville. 
And so a feasibility study would look at this alignment and there are opportunities to partner with VDOT and the planning district commission and trails groups um, to look at the feasibility study for the alignment. Supervisor Ann Malik said later in the meeting that VDOT might not have the staff this year to conduct that feasibility study in 2021. But community work can be done now to prepare for that work, possibly in 2022. And the other blessing that goes along with that is that in 2022 is when the state is going to take over the uh, rail access right of way from CSX. And therefore, that increases greatly the possibility that we will be able to have a rails beside a trail beside rail. A catalyst project now in the implementation chapter is Western Park, which has long been called for in the plan, and for which the county received 36 acres in 2010 as part of the old trail rezoning. A master plan for the Western Park was created in 2018 and identified three phases. The first is recommended for funding in the Crozet Master Plan draft, a decision which would be made by the entire Board of Supervisors during the budget process. And this phase one would include the access road with parking, a playground, and additional supportive infrastructure and utilities. Committee member Sandy Hausman noted the rankings were based on responses from fewer than 100 people. I wonder if anybody feels like there, there needs to be a bit more outreach, like a mass mailing to everybody who lives in Crozet. Or, you know, it just feels to me like this is a relatively small group of people who tend to be paying attention to this stuff and everybody else will be unpleasantly surprised in a year or two when things start happening. Committee member Joe Four said he wanted to see all three phases of the Western Park listed as catalyst projects, meaning they would be prioritized first. I think just given the fact that it's been in the works for so long that the phase is at least getting started, the land's already there. I understand it's expensive, but it's not a Eastern Avenue, Licking Hole Creek Bridge expensive. Four also said he would support the creation of a special taxation district to help pay for new infrastructure. The Albemarle Board of Supervisors has previously been briefed on how service districts or a business improvement district could be levied in certain areas to fund amenities. I looked through the draft currently, I think, and this may be a comment for the full draft, there's only one mention of service districts in the entire draft, and that's, I think, in reference to funding ongoing activities and services at the plaza and downtown. But I, I would love to see a little bit more and maybe even a full policy suggestion saying, maybe this is something we ought to explore in Crozet to, to fund some of these capital projects so we're not constantly having these things be you know, future projects that are 10 years out. The Board of Supervisors last had a formal presentation on service districts at their meeting on December 7, 2016. Four has looked up the section of Virginia Code that allows for the creation of such districts. But it's, it's a pretty broad statute as I read it. Things like sidewalks, roads, uh, programming, cultural events, economic development, beautification and landscaping. I mean, it, it's a very broad statute. It seems to me that you could raise money for most of the kinds of projects that we're looking at, right? When we look at this list of priorities and we say, yikes, you know, how, where are we gonna get all the money for this? Well, rather than saying, let's raise taxes on everybody in the county, you might be able to say, let's raise funds specifically from Crozet that would stay in Crozet for some of these projects that we wanna see in Crozet. CAC member David Mitchell is skeptical of the idea and said it would lead to Crozet receiving fewer direct funds from the county. Uh, over time, we will start to be looked at by the other 
for supervisors as they have their own money, they can do their own thing. And mm -hmm. you're going to slowly over time uh, lose your share of the general fund. Supervisor Malik agreed. I would really discourage uh, our citizenry from burdening themselves because I think David is right that we need to go toe to toe to say, look, this is a need that's been on the books. In discussing the funding for potential future capital projects, Malik singled out the Eastern Avenue Connector Road that will provide north-south travel. A major obstacle is the cost of a bridge required to cross Licking Hole Creek. We have made all these zoning changes prior to 2007 that um, we're counting on that bridge. And we absolutely have a moral obligation to build it. Eastern Avenue is ranked number eight on the county's transportation priority list, and there was an update in May. There's not yet a full cost estimate for what it will cost, but engineering work is underway. Here's a bit from that update. This project is currently being evaluated through an alignment study and conceptual design, which is funded through the Transportation Leveraging Fund in the Capital Improvement Program. The alignment report was presented to the board in January, and the preferred alignment was selected. This project is being considered for a revenue-sharing grant application. Ali Pesh, the chair of the CAC, said she wanted Eastern Avenue to be the top implementation priority. I um, like seeing Eastern Avenue at the top of that list. That is um, a priority for everyone in our area um, and just so overdue. After this discussion of implementation, County Planner Rachel Falkenstein turned the conversation to the working draft of the master plan. The draft that will be reviewed by the Planning Commission at their work session on Tuesday incorporates feedback from the June 9th CAC meeting. We still have a couple of steps to go before we get to our public hearings, and we'll continue to accept feedback and make revisions to the chapters and the content. A work session with the Board of Supervisors will take place in August. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement. On Tuesday night, June 22nd, the Jefferson Madison Regional Library and the Albemarle Charlottesville Historical Society will give a glimpse into the cemeteries at Penn Park in Charlottesville. Tucked behind the Meadow Creek Clubhouse are three enclosed family cemeteries, with the oldest dating back to the colonial era. Outside the enclosures of the family plots, the city has confirmed the presence of 40 or more unmarked graves, all likely those of people who were enslaved at Penn Park. Join a panel of three professionals as they discuss what led to the examination of this site, the process of the investigation, and the efforts to identify and commemorate those buried there. The event begins at 7 o'clock, and you can register on the JMRL website at jmrl.org. A few days after the CAC meeting, the Downtown Crozet Initiative held a public meeting to talk about the privately funded 30,000-square-foot plaza intended to be located at the former Barnes Lumberyard. The plaza would anchor a mixed-use building and a hotel. The idea involves construction of a connector road using revenue-sharing funds from VDOT. That process requires a local match. Frank Stoner is the founding partner at Milestone Partners, which seeks to redevelop the space. 
They're putting up $2 million to serve as that match. This project started in 2014. Uh, we developed this road plan in 2016, 2017. Most of the design elements of the road have been resolved. Uh, we felt strongly, and I think the community felt strongly, uh, and the county felt strongly that the, that the streets had to be appropriate for a small town that's Crozet and not be a, a highway through the middle of downtown, which is kind of where VDOT wanted to go with it. Stoner said the idea is to be an urban plaza and not a park. And most importantly, we wanted this plaza to be the heart, uh, not just of the neighborhood, but of the Crozet community. For this project, VDOT is contributing $2.5 million, and the Downtown Crozet Initiative is seeking to raise over a million in private funds. Uh, which will be used to, to fund essentially the, the furniture, fixtures and equipment, sculptures, artwork, seating, all that kind of stuff that goes in the plaza. The designs aren't close to final yet, but Stoner wanted to get feedback from the community. There are also no identified tenants for any of the commercial spaces yet. We haven't really been a, in, in a position to take commitments um, because there have been so many unknowns, really, in terms of the, the VDOT plans. And then we had some stormwater uh, issues that we had to work through. And so it's just kind of been one obstacle after another. Stoner said if all goes according to plan, construction could get underway next year. To Stoner, success means making sure it's a place to expand what already makes Crozet, Crozet. If we can't create a place that's affordable for, for local businesses, uh, then we're not going to succeed. In April 2020, the firm Downtown Strategies unveiled their report on a downtown strategic vision for Crozet. Stoner suggested interested parties might take a look. Nearby, there is a separate VDOT project to rebuild the existing square to add sidewalks and address ongoing stormwater issues. Finally today, last week, the Community Climate Collaborative handed out the latest awards in its Better Business Challenge. Around 75 local businesses took part in an effort to reduce energy and water use. Two groups were Momentum Medalists for their work to investigate energy use and to make changes to lighting. The Legal Aid Justice Center came up with a plan to replace their heating, ventilation, and air conditioning system at their headquarters, as well as a plan to replace internal lighting. Loaves and Fishes, a food pantry on Lambs Road, looked at increasing energy efficiency and began plans to install solar in the near future. Jane Colony Mills accepted the award. We also uh, kind of did this last year because we were adding two additional walk-in refrigerators, or refrigerator and freezer, and we knew that they were going to add our energy burn, so we wanted to reduce what we were burning in the warehouse. The Iron Pillar Award was granted for perseverance through uncertain times and went to the upscale resale boutique Twice as Nice. Sarah Guerrero is the assistant manager. The pandemic caused a lot of disruption, but uh, we took that opportunity uh, to use the time to focus on just doing as many, as many actions as we could, whether they were, no matter how small, um, and all of those little actions add up. The Changemaker Award went to an entity for the strategic pursuit of an action with long-term impact. Steve Hask teaches studio art at the Renaissance School and also handles facilities and information technology there. The Student Earth Club 
wanted changes. We put all new windows in this very old building here in downtown Charlottesville. I mean, at the pushing of a lot of the students about, about being cleaner and more efficient, especially in wintertime, um, getting the windows updated so they can open and close and actually seal. The school's champion award went to the Blue Ridge School, a boarding school in Greene County. Corey Woods is the director of natural resources and assistant director of outdoor education. The challenge provided us the opportunity to showcase some projects that were already underway, like new LED lights and energy efficient windows in our dormitories, and motivated us to explore some new opportunities. One of those ideas was a composting program to reduce material that ends up in the landfills. Six entities wound up as the Better Business Champions for scoring the most points in efforts to increase efficiency. In one of the two Small Business Awards, the Center at Belvedere was one of the winners. Scott Hillis is the Director of Finance and Operations at the Center. The Center at Belvedere has created a brand new building uh, and it has allowed us to provide a beautiful setting which uh, promotes healthy healthy living in its, in its programs. For the new building, the center entered into a purchase agreement with SunTribe Solar, and they have over 400 panels at the new location. That agreement has allowed us to uh, provide 50% of our energy needs um, through the panels. Uh, it also allows us to mitigate uh, risk by better uh, planning our, our costs pertaining to energy. For the other small business champion, Cyvera transitioned entirely to a home office-based workplace during the pandemic, a move that will continue, at least for now, in 2021. Here's Joseph Rinkovich. We normally set up our office in Vault, Virginia, down on the downtown mall, but because of the pandemic, we all had to, like so many people, scatter to our own uh, home offices and set things up and get things going, and it ended up working out really well. Rinkovich said only a third of the company's employees are based in Charlottesville, and going forward, there could be less travel for regular internal meetings. One of the medium-sized business awards went to Ready Kids for their work to install low-flow toilets, and they also began the process of planning for a solar installation. Ashley Branch is an administrative specialist. We are very proud and have seen tremendous savings from our actions of doing work on the, the toilets so that we were not wasting water. Um, and it has shown profoundly in our water bill each month after we've made those changes. SunTribe Solar was the other medium-sized business champion. They created an internal sustainability team and had their employees participate in C3's Home Energy Challenge. Here's their marketing manager, Summer Rain Ursa Marso. First, we're trying to help our team be empowered to be more sustainable. And so that means putting tools in place and providing them with resources to be more sustainable in their day-to-day -day actions. But it also means educating them to take that sustainability and those initiatives home so that they can help their friends and their family and their community be more sustainable. On to the large entity champions. One of these awards goes to the city of Charlottesville. Kirk Vizier is the Energy Management Coordinator in the Public Works Department. Sustainability is something that the city has been very interested in incorporating into what we do 
Um, we have a, obviously a lot of municipal operations and services and that we want to, um, a lot of opportunities to be able to improve those and embed sustainability and uh, the way we do business. The city created an engagement program for employees called WE to reduce water and energy use. They're also working on setting up something called an energy-saving performance contract to help speed up the implementation of energy efficiency measures in city buildings. Finally, Segora Solar received the other large business award for their plan to convert their fleet of vehicles to either electric or hybrid. Sarah Naret is the company's director of energy efficiency and sustainability. So we're actually going to be transitioning some of the sedans in our fleet to hybrid and electric vehicles. This is going to help make our fleet overall just more efficient and just more green in general. For more on the initiative, look up all the award winners at C3's website at theclimatecollaborative.org. And that's it for this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement for June 21st, 2021. Thank you very much for listening. Very much appreciate it. Need to get moving on to the next set of stories because there's a lot happening today. And I want to make sure I'm able to bring that all to you tomorrow. But if you have enjoyed listening to this program, please, uh, why not send it on to somebody else? Help grow the audience uh, for this content, which of course is free to anybody who wants to receive it. If you would like to support it, you know the ways to do it by now. Uh, But if not, in case you didn't, um, you can donate through Substack at $5 a month, $50 a year, or $200 a year. Uh, The latter comes with a couple of extra perks. Um, It also helps to keep the lights on and keep things moving here uh, at the headquarter office here. Uh, But the cool thing is, is that Ting will match that. Yes, the internet broadband company Ting will match your first subscription, which is kind of cool. That really doubles the impact that you can make to keep this going so I can continue to bring you um, all of these various items. This is episode 207. Let's make it to 414 in the future. That's my goal is to keep bringing you this information as long as I can. I'm Sean Tubbs, your host, and I will be back tomorrow with another installment. In the meantime, stay safe out there and stay cool.